greatest accomplishments that Klal Yisrael has is when they gather together and say we have a problem. In the Lomdish Velt, Elma Pilpul, half the territories knows the Kasha. Let me introduce you to yourselves, because you don't even know who you are. Avram Avinu was visited by three Malachim. Larapa is a Sora, to heal Sora. Excuse me, Larapa is Avraham, to heal Avram Avinu. Lavasar is Sora, to let Sora know that she's going to have a baby. And Gavriel, to destroy Stam Vamira. Now the beauty of a Malach is that he cannot multitask. He has one mission, one mandate. And he stays on that level, forever he stays at that level. The bane of our society is that we multitask. We're a jack of all trades and a master of none. We can't even have a discussion with anyone. Right now there are people texting and emailing as I'm talking, which is wonderful. But at the end of the day, you're not concentrating, or I'm not concentrating because I noticed that you're texting and emailing. The bane of our society, we try to do too much at one time. A malach can only do one thing. So the question is, what's Gavriel doing by Avram Avinu? He should have flown directly to Stein Vamura, Sodom and Gomorrah, and destroyed it. Is he stopping off by Avram? A mezuman? There's a mezuman without him. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Nasa Odom Bitsalmenu Kidmuseinu. Let us create man in our image. It's a great way to start a business, a family. You consult with people. You bring them into the process. Nasa Odom Bitsalmenu Kidmuseinu. Let's create man in our image. And the first group of Malachim said, what we say, Yom Neroim. The frailty of the human condition. They're going to cheat, they're going to steal, they're going to be jealous. They're going to do the wrong thing. Don't bother creating them. Kodesh Baruch's response, according to the Medrash, he incinerated them. The second group, the same response, Hashem incinerated them as well. The third group, they remained silent. What happened to them, Chazal talk about. But every single day, the Malachi Chavola, the angels of destruction, come up with a tote sheet and tell the Rabbeinu Shalom, Look how many wars and skirmishes since 1945, no less than 30 wars any day. The mayhem, the suicide homicide bombings, the pillaging, the debauchery, the immorality, destroy the world every day. If Malach Gabriel would have gone straight to Sedeim Vamira, Sodom and Gomorrah, the movie, he would have come back to the bench and said, the whole world is this way. Destroy the whole world. 
So Kodesh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to give you a ketovet. Take down this address of a yid by the name of Avram in Choron. Zevos can vell for a mensch. See what a person can accomplish in his lifetime. Nefesh Hashem the hundreds of thousands of people that came under Tachas Kanfei Hashchina by his influence and the influence of Sarimena. The open house, the Chesed without bars, without limitations, the unconditional love. Now tell me about the rest of the world. I guarantee you right now, Lachavola coming up at the end of the day. It's almost seven o'clock. This is Erevim Kippur. And they're saying, Rabbi look what's going on in this world. Destroy the world. There's no tachlis. Because Bogu says, take down an address, take down a ktovet. So it's connected to the avenue. Look at a group of parents that want to do the Ritzayin Hashem. Yeah, you can give yourself an applause. That Pashit Geret a yearning and searching and pining to realize the mission statement in life. To raise Deiris Yishar Meverachim, good kids, healthy kids, real kids. Now tell me about the rest of the world. So you have to know who you are. Everybody has challenges in life. Some have challenges with infertility. Sometimes a girl is 36 and she doesn't have a shirk yet. Or a boy. Sometimes you have a kid that zigs instead of zags. The first thing to do is fife on the veldt. Forget about everyone else. There's only one world. Your world. Your kid. Your life. And your future. And you consult that story and you find out the Ritzayin Hashem and you implement it unhesitatingly. And you don't care about what anybody else says because they don't understand what you're going through. And they don't have to understand. And that's not their job. And siblings have to be supportive of parents that are trying to save their children's lives. Keeping them alive another day. When there's life, there's hope. First you keep them alive. Then God willing to marry Jewish. Then they'll be Shemish Shabbos. Then they'll open a Gemara. But the first thing is to keep them alive. And you know this in your heart of hearts. And you have tremendous success. Baruch Hashem, your children are alive. The Baba doesn't understand. That's not your job. The Navi Yeshaya says, we say this before we learn Pirkei Ovis, call Yisrael Yeshem Chilak Lamabosh. Shenema! The nation, its totality, are all tzaddikim. They'll inherit the land. What does neitzamatoy mean? A branch of my planting. Which simply means, this is not our place. Not New York, not Minneapolis, not Milwaukee, not California, not Yushalayim. We don't belong here. We come from a different world for 120 years and then we go back to that world. And if we live our lives with that recognition, Hashem takes pride in His handiwork. This is virtual reality, this world. It's a kaviyochal, so to speak, world. 
We're building a lomais by keeping our kids alive. We don't see those worlds in this world and the next. But that's what a Jew is all about. You can explain to your non-Jewish associate at work that you just spent, your husband just spent $300 for a lemon. Go to the now defunct Wolbaum's three for a dollar. 300 Really, Stanley? 300 for a lemon? Your kid came back with brisket matzahs. Three for $200 today. They're so burnt. It's like take a blowtorch to get any vestige of chametz out of it. You paid $200 for three crackers. You spent $1,000 for cleaning help to get an elusive enemy, public enemy number one, a cracker, a tam-tam. Are you nuts? We don't have to define ourselves. We come from a different world. And when we live that way, that's when the Rebbein takes pride. You're rewriting history. Like Rabavi said, no one ever had these challenges. Ramatis Yolga, the Goyen said years ago, he doesn't know if he grew up with the internet, if he'd be Shemesh Shabbos today. That's what he said. He doesn't know how kids facing this Yonis today. And blame it on everything. It's Pashit Amachla. Nobody knows. You know, I was here with Rev. Ulster, Rev. Brudney, several years ago, to a packed house. And we just sat there dumbfounded with nothing to say. Because you people are totally incredible. You think you're getting inspiration, you're giving us inspiration. You're giving Claudius inspiration. Never give up attitude. It's my child, I brought him in the world. Adam, Yisai doi meyafar, Yisai doi meyafar. That's pretty depressing. Man comes from dust, and he's returned to dust. Says the Gerebbe. From that dust you can make gold. Gold. That's what we're saying. We come from dirt, we'll end up as dirt, but our lives are going to be golden. We're going to create gold. We're going to find gold in them, thar hills. And we all know that they had the gold rush and everybody went to make an instant dollar. They had to mine thousands and thousands of ton of ore just to get a nugget of gold. Get you, get to smile. Get your kid to say thank you. Get your kid to say I'm happy I'm alive. That's unbelievable. That's a giant. There are two reasons why people get angry. They unload. They blow up. Number one reason, they're in pain. Number two, they're irrational. You're going to talk to an irrational personal, rational thoughts. There's a fellow traveled overseas, spent six months collecting door to door a tremendous amount of money to pay off his debts, to marry off his daughters and sons, to live a life. He went to sleep the night before he's leaving, triumphantly, 
Then of them broke into his room, and the next morning they stole every penny. And he was ready to explode. He was going crazy. To cry his eyes out like a meshuggah, like a banshee. But he was with people who respected him. He rushed outside, and he saw a Leviah coming by. He didn't know if it was a man or a woman, the funeral. But he saw people crying like babies. So he joined the group of mourners and he released all his pent-up emotions and he cried like a baby. And nobody knew he was crying over his loss. Sometimes people have to vent. Baruch Hashem, you're the one they vent on. They don't talk to you, they talk on you. And they say the most ridiculous things. Because they're in pain. You can't retrace their steps. You can't say shoulda, woulda, coulda. Sent them to this camp, that friend, no technology, that yeshiva, that girl's school, moved to a different city, a different community, took a different job. You didn't do anything wrong. Variety, sometimes have families with seven kids, six of them are unbelievable, and one is off the D. So where did that come from? Mother's milk? Too busy working to pay attention to your kids? I can give you a thousand reasons that all the pundits tell you why this happens. No one knows. It's a magaifa. The G'daylam told me this 30 years ago in Bnei Brak. The great, the real G'daylam. There's no reason for it. So what do you do? You ignore, you turn out, you turn away. I don't want to be in pain. Or do you show that love that you parents show your kids on a constant basis? And it's necessary that the family members and the cell phones get turned off. And if Lemaise, you can have a cell phone go off, get like a zippy ring, you know, like Pachel Bell, Beethoven's Ninth, a personal favorite. If you know classical music, Carmina Barana by Carl Orff, a personal favorite. And no programming your phone for that but it's unbelievable where you're sitting right now. That's what Mishnah says in office. And because you can't judge someone, don't ever judge them. You'll never get to this place. You didn't grow up that way. You didn't go to that school, have that family, have that connection, have those encounters with people. How can you judge somebody else? We all know when you get married, you can be married 40 years, you still don't know the person. So who's the expert on your kid? Who's the expert on your life? Who's the expert on your mistakes? And who says the mistakes? The Honorable President Joe Biden, Joseph Biden, why are you laughing? <laughs> the President of the United States of America, most powerful nation in the world. That was the Russia was a powerful nation. Ukraine is beating the pants. I mean, Ukraine, Russia, like what happened to the world powers? Powerful president. 
This is a good time to reinstate the nascent shul and malachim. Every shul should start davening for the president. Uncle Panem. So, Joseph Biden arrived at probably the most majestic ceremony, pomp, and circumstance of the century. The funeral of Queen Elizabeth took two weeks to bury the lady. And now finally, it's majestic. Every king, every prime minister, every world leader was at that funeral, except Putin and Saudi Arabia. Everybody else was there. And when Joe Biden came, the president of the United States, the most powerful country in the world, he was ushered to his seat in the 13th row behind the president of Poland. Another world power. He never did anything to the Jews. Hitler said, it's the big lie. You say it enough times, people will believe it. Do they really think we don't know the concentration camps were in Poland and all that they did to us in the mother's milk? No, they did, the Ukrainians did nothing to us. There was a, a lady, a non-Jewish lady, who was being interviewed after a missile hit a building in Ukraine, in Kiev, and it obliterated the building. She remembers that in that apartment building, as a kid, she remembers they took Jewish children into the basement and tortured them to death. That building, Yesh din v'yesh Nobody did anything to the Jews. Bogdan Kamanitsky is a hero. Yemach Shemay v'zichrei. All the pogroms, nah, garnished, everything's fantastic. Let's sanitize history. So he's sitting behind the Prime Minister of Poland. What happened? Are they still angry at us, England, that we won the war? We won the Revolutionary War, they're not the colonies anymore. Why would they put the President of the United States in the 13th row? The reason is, is he came late. He came late in protocol. Once the ceremony starts, he's got to get the first available seat. Why did he come late? Because they told all those participating, we will have coach buses for you. No one should make his way to the funeral on their own. Security concerns, traffic concerns. But President Biden insisted on taking the beast. It's a 10-ton vehicle. It's impregnable. It's like a little fortress. It can withstand machine gun fire, automatic weapons, a missile. But it's a great sechef to the beast. It's huge. Gets stuck in traffic. And by the time he arrived, he was so late, he sat in the 13th row. What's the lesson? I'm going to call him Sleepy Joe. President Biden. President Biden, get on the bus with everybody else. If he had been on the bus, he'd have covered Malachim in the front row. Ladies and gentlemen, Rabbi said, Rabbi Tanaisa, you're on the bus. You're here together. It's a Beferish Gemara and Rosh Hashanah. And that you'd chesem at Aleph. The Gemara talks about the Mishnah. B'chul in Yavon, the fun of Kivnei Marain. The Gemara says, what is Bnei Marain? They all pass before Hashem, Kivnei Marain. The first man, the Yama says, Kivnei Imrona, like sheep. Going through the aperture by Maisa Behema. Every tenth, stroked with a red paint. The second, Kemaloi space Moran, like the heights of Moran that have an abyss on either side, narrow path. Rashi says two by two, you can't go. You have to go alone. 
And the third, the third is like the soldiers of David HaMelech passing in review. So the guy of Chaim Dov Keller, Rosh Hashiva of Chicago, tells that song. It's not a machlokes; it's three different people. First person comes to shul on Yom Kippur. Sifrei Chaim Amazim Pesukim Lefanav, life and death is on the line, and he's clueless. He doesn't know which way to hold the magza. He's like the sheep going through the aperture. He doesn't know what's on the other side. Then you think a year ago, 50 years ago, we'd be sitting here together? It'd be a dream? The worst nightmare? At the end of the day, he doesn't know what's on the other side. Is he going to be fleeced? And all his wool shorn, all his possessions taken? Is he going to be turned into lamb shop, shechted? Or is he going to live to frolic another year? That's the first individual. Comes to shul, doesn't realize his whole future is on the line. And by the way, the Gemara Shoshani Zayin says to Zayin Mebez, Kol Shona Sherosha Betrilosa Mesasheres Pesayfa. Any year that begins with poverty ends in wealth. So does that mean we're supposed to be mafkar on the chosim? Give away your house, your car, your family, give it all away so you have nothing? Rashi is bothered by this. And Rashi says, She Yisrael Oisenatz Menroshan. You don't have to be penniless. Just make believe you're penniless. Oh, that makes sense. I got it now. I have everything I want. I make believe I have nothing. Nobody supplicates Hashem like a pauper. That says, only Klal Yisrael knows Everything's on the line. People come to Rosh Hashanah and they say, okay, I got a wife, I got a husband, I got kids, I got a house, I got a job. I got my health. I got summer, I got vacation. I got clothing. Now I need more stuff. An addition, another vehicle, late model. Claudius all knows we come with zero. Everything is on the line. So the first person is clueless. Second person, he understands the gravity of the day. He's terrified, but he goes it alone. He can't think of anyone else. I got a dumb for myself. If I, for a moment, I'm sidetracked, I'll fall off into the abyss. The third is the ultimate. Like the soldiers of David Amelech passing in review. You want to go to war, you can't rent a Kfir jet or a. Uh, Merikov tank, you have to have a militia, you have to have a platoon, a battalion, you have to have 10,000 soldiers, 100,000 soldiers. They protect each other, the flank, the right and the left. That's what Yom Kippur is all about. You go in like the soldiers of David HaMelech, passing in review, will say this, by the take of Kivnei Morin, Yavon the fun of Kivnei Morin. Omar Rabbah the next little piece of Gemara, the chulam beskira achas neskar, and they're all viewed with one glance. Hashem judges us all together as one, as a tzibur. Hagayim Revel Lapian says that's a tremendous defense mechanism. If let's say one of us is lacking, and it's time to go home to Shemayim after 120 years, and all of a sudden they start protesting, he's got a wife, he's got a husband, she's got a husband, family, friends. 
a kail they support, a kail they learn, and a shul they belong to. A group they get together and mechazik each other. This person passed away, it's going to affect 300 people, 500 people, 1,000 people. It doesn't happen. V'chul aniskarim, b'skir achas, were viewed with one glance, a tremendous protection. And even in Avodah Hashem, let's say, Yadavad in Shponesri, the Amida. Let's say, I'm outstanding in Atachaynin, but I'm fashloff when it comes to Baruch Aleinu. You're great in Baruch Aleinu, but not in Shmak Aleinu. Somebody else is outstanding in Shmak Aleinu. You put together the entire feel of that Sibur, you have a perfect Shmonesri. That's life. We complement each other. When you get together as a Chabura, as an Ulam, that cares and therefore shares, you're invincible. Elamai, you don't see instant results. That's the problem with our generation. On that note, Well, I know that's a two-minute warning. I don't know. <laughs> Those that know football. Where was I before I interrupted myself with the Kashago? What was I just saying? The problem with this generation. <laughs> oh, instant. Everything is instant. Instant relationships, instant popcorn, instant soup. If it doesn't happen instantly, I regret getting involved. See somebody in the street. Ask them how you doing. If the answer is Baruch Hashem, everything's great. That's not the answer. They tell you, well, I had a flat tire yesterday. I had to go to this. You had a 20-minute spiel. You wish you never asked them the question. You wish you never woke up that morning. Because you can't solve that problem. I had a friend of mine in Cleveland many, many years ago. He was in debt over $700,000. I want to give him 50 bucks. But I talked to him. I listened to him. Empathize. Takes away the pain. There's so much that one can do for another. Ask the question. Ask the question, even though you know you're going to get an answer to take a little while. Ramesha was an expert at this. He's the busiest man in the world. Kulay Taylor, Kulay I'm a covet. And Ramesha, is that song? Was hurrying to a meeting, and a fellow starts asking him questions and mices, and he's listening to him, and he's being mechazic to fellow. And then he gave him a dollar, and he told his... Malaveda, when I was accompanying him here, that stuck it was the 20 minutes to talk to the man. It's unbelievable. Mice with the I just heard today from a girl in Mice Schmelzer, she was even in Chicago. Told me the Mice Mamsha as I was pulling up, driving up. It's unbelievable, Mice. I don't know, about 35, 40 years ago, a couple asked the Shiloh by Rav Bick, the great renowned Paisik of Mice Bick, a couple in Borough Park. Nebuch, she had ALS, and she became pregnant. And the doctors say, if you don't abort the baby, you're going to die. The baby's going to die. Nothing's going to work. Came to Rebbe, he says, it's above my pay grade, so to speak. There's only one person in the world that can answer this question. It's Ramosha. So the couple went to Ramosha and laid it out. And he asked a hundred questions about her health and the other children that they had. And then he said something that was so not on Ramosha dick. He said, I got to think about it. Ramosha had instant answers. A few hours later, he called them up and he says... Have the baby, the baby will be gesund, you'll be gesund. She had the baby, a healthy baby. And a year later, Ramesha called the mother and said, How's your son doing? 
was his birthday. Ramesha had Kahalt cup on his mind for a whole year was his baby. And the one over told her the story to Bianco Bender. He said, you can believe the story because that baby was my brother. So the brother was alive and well, married. And Ramesha. But it wasn't just the psak. It was the phone call. Happy birthday to your son. It's a year since he was born. Do we hold comp? Maybe that's the biggest challenge. To realize the other people in the world, then they all have challenges and they all have, sometimes the best thing to get together, just get together. It's not like a fetching session, it's a chizuk session. Chabad Zatzel said, people come to a cavernous room with all their peklach, like a knapsack, all their issues. They'd unravel the knapsack in front of the people next to them. They'd glance to the right and the left, they'd grab their own and they would run. Because each person could deal with their own nasirness. And I have no clue how you're smiling or laughing or living. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't have a clue. But you know what? Sorry, Menu teaches us this. Sorry, Menu saw a vision. Of the Akeda. Her husband became a maniac. Her husband lived up a knife to kill their child that they waited for a hundred years. He waited a hundred years. He's about to kill him. She dies. The question is, you know who Sarah was? Rabbi Samik, she listened to this advice, it's the terrorist advice. Whether your wife's name is Bela or Rivka or Chana or Sara, listen to your wife. It says Rashi, the divine spirit that she had. Avram Tofel Benavu. Do you hear what's going on over here? You know what Tofel is? If you're not Fleshiks after tonight, after the buffet, all you can eat buffet. So what you do is you go to the ice cream place if you're not Fleshiks. And you get a banana barge Sunday with three scoops of ice cream and bananas. And all the good tzachin, I'm going to die, you can tell. And shop nuts. Do you make a bracha on the shop nuts? No. Because it's tough, well, it's insignificant. The banana, you make a bracha. The ice cream, make a bracha. But not on the shop nuts, insignificant. Avram Avinu was insignificant compared to the Ruach HaKadosh and the of Sarah. Ruach Kaddish means you can see past the tip of your nose. The reason why people are late is because of tremendous traffic. There's no parking. We're all good. Also, they want to hear the other speakers. They don't hear me. I don't blame them. If I was coming, I also want to hear everybody else. Uncle Punim. Hear what's going on. Niflin the Velt. He's insignificant. So how could it be that sorry man who dies from this Nisayan? She has a heart attack. And he passes with flying colors. The answer is elementary, my dear Watson. It's because it was not her Nisayan. So Hashem didn't give her the wherewithal to deal with it. It was Avram Avinu's Nisayan. So she had to pass away. That's how she died. It wasn't her Nisayan. When you have a Nisayan, Hashem gives you the wherewithal to deal with it. You know, as a Rav, I can tell you, 
Somebody once was talking to me about the Rabbanus. What's the toughest part of the Rabbanus? Not to have a broken heart. You hear the Tsarist that you didn't have? It takes a shtick out of you. Think Rebellion Brittany has it easier. We saw Reisman has it easy. Rebellion says, all the Gedalim, all the Rabbanim, all the Rabbayim. It's easy. Yeah, if I didn't listen to the Tsarist of someone and you feel like crying your eyes out. But you gotta be strong and give chizik, okay? It's not easy. But one thing I can tell you is when people come to us with their Tsarist, we are in the shtoimim, we go out of our minds, we don't have the living with it. Because it's not our nesayin. So we don't have a clue. So any guru that tells you, do this, do that, I'm gonna, it's all fantastic. If you never do nesayin, it's very nice. Avi is a, is a goyin. He's a goyin. But he has also nesayin. A person has nesayin, you can understand other people have nesayin. It might not be my nesayin. I'm telling you this world, everybody has nesayin. A brother can tell you for 33 years. Yeah, 33, almost 34. I can tell you, men should have such nisyanis. I've got a Talmud of mine who wandered into Hillel, University of Minnesota campus, where some nests, they invited me and put me on their program to give a Chumash class every Thursday night. It's actually three or four o'clock, depending on when Mincha was. Don't ask. This Hillel is like very from. The associate director is a rabbi, Rabbi Sharon, whatever. And Ziyata Aman Afoy. I don't need to go any further. And they asked me a question, I kid you not, they had the Immaculate Conception, we're having a baby boy. What are they going to say? Yismach Ovev, there's no Ovev. I said, I'm going to Shaila. I can't make this stuff up. Unfortunately, we already don't have to make it up anymore. Look upon him. So, boy. Handsome boy, he wanders in. His name is Craig Ansir. Tall, handsome boy. College kid. I don't know, one thing leads to the other. He starts coming to the Chumash here. Invite him to come to the house. He gets involved with the Kaitl. I flew there to find out what yeshiva to go to. Went to Machon Shlomo. Him and Corey Kana, Yaakov Kana. The guy became a superstar. I was in at his wedding in Milwaukee. Fit athlete. Fellas in my shul. <laughs> it's pretty funny. They joined a baseball league, a federation. The only Shem Shabbos guys in the group. It was sponsored by the Moel Maishi Weinberg, who was big Tamad Chacham, and he called it the Clippers for, for reasons. He was a Moel. But that's what they called the Clippers. <laughs> uh, the other guys in the Chapshat. Anyway, fine. They never won a game. Never. Once they tied, I used to sit there saying, tell them in the dugout, go knit. But then they made Craig's rule. Craig's rule was an out-of-the-park home run. If the four out-of-the-park home runs, you're out. Because every time Craig came up to bat, he had a home run. I met him a few years ago. I said, Craig, you still hitting the lawn ball? No, he tells me, Rebbe, I test this Craig, I should love him. I'm learning now. He has different star. It's not happening. Ten fellows from Minneapolis went bike for Chai. And Craig, who's a very good athlete, was checked up by his doctor, had a heart attack. And that solo couldn't get him fast enough. And there was no oxygen to his brain. And he's comatose. It's already two months. I went to see him twice. Once he was in a hospital in Strasbourg and once I flew into Minneapolis. Most handsome guy you saw. 
fantastic wife, Yael, four beautiful children. They raised over a million dollars for him. And we're davening for him. We're davening for him. Chaim Moshe, Ben Leah. Then I was in Boca Raton. And I was speaking for the Kail, for an event at the Kail. And they asked me to visit a boy named Naftali Ben Chana, a 17-year-old kid from Yeshiva, a skiing accident. Became paralyzed. And is slowly trying to bring him back a little bit. He's wiggling his fingers. People have tzoros. We got to daven for them. But we have to daven for every one of you as well. You have to daven for yourselves. And daven for each other. You're an incredible, incredible group of people. And it's interesting. You're not all Gera Hasidim, or Vishen Sechasidim, or Satma Hasidim, or Tamidim of Yeshivas Chavetz Chaim, or Litvisha, or this or that. It's the Saltan Shamna, the finest that Klag Yisrael has. That's who you are. So you go explain to me why it happens. I have no idea. But you are winning this battle against the Eitzahara, the Sitra Achara, the Dark Force, call it what you want. The dark side, you're winning the battle. It's incredible what you're doing. Hashem should give you the koyach and the moyach. Psiata deshmaya. To not just weather the storm, but to sail your ship. Some soifah says, Rabbonus is like a ship crossing the sea. Every rov makes it to the other side, but not in the wake of the ship before him. Everyone makes his own path. You're doing it l'shem shemayim. You're doing it because you want your children to live. And you want them to be erlich. And you want them to be happy. You want them to get married. You want them to show darus Hashem v'rochem. And b'siyat ha'shmai is going to happen. Shushem keref ayin bez Hashem. It'll be zoicha b'siyat ha'shmai in the schutz of all that you're doing to agzmar chsimah's toivu with good keben shor, with parnosa and shalom bayis, and simchus ha'chaim, and good to doirais. And in your schutz will be zoicha to mishich tzedkenu v'hir v'yamenu. Amen. Thank you.